welcome to Call Me Whenever. I'm Shivani. And I'm Chinaza. And yeah, that's our duo. So, at this present moment, everybody is buzzing about what has just happened on Capitol Hill. And yes, I realize by the time this episode comes out, it'll be old news, and there'll probably be something, another ridiculous thing that has happened in this country (laughs) since then. Or hopefully, at this point, that you're listening to this right now, Biden has already been instated into office officially and is our official president with Kamala Kamala Harris by her side as his side as the VP but in recent current events we have seen what has happened on Capitol Hill and quite frankly I'm disappointed but I'm not surprised I'm not shocked but I am tired of hearing about the same narratives over and over again and at this point like even when Shivani like suggested having this episode to discuss this while I think it's incredibly important to have this kind of discourse and continuously, especially our listeners, keep let, let our listeners know how we want to weigh in on this and what we think of it. Um, it's also exhausting, especially like as people of color in this country, especially as minorities. It is exhausting to see like your very existence kind of just being constantly put into question and then other people who are in majority groups like, particularly white people, white men, um, people, like, other people who have entitlement that is laced in white privilege that we just, quite frankly, do not have to varying capacities, and it's just very disappointing and upsetting, and I'm tired of it all, so that's why I was, it it was hard for me to have this conversation, but I think it needs to be had, so, Shivani, <laughs> what the heck happened? Right. Um, to preface, today is January 8th, and I think this happened on... Two days ago. Two days January ago. 6th. So what's the subtraction? Oh, so. 11 a.m., Trump said on his Twitter, be there, be, be square. Be there, be square. He didn't particularly say that, but... He didn't, but, but he said something very similar off Like, the we're court. gonna fight. Yeah, like, be like prepared fighting, to fight. Be prepared to fight i think it's january 11th that morning no wait january 11th hasn't happened yet i'm sorry guys anyway so basically what ended up happening is just a regular day or at least for those that do not follow um this man or has not really been you know keeping up with you know what was going to happen just a normal day everyone's just doing their thing and in the afternoon um all over the news, basically, and I mean, not to, not to make it dramatic, but I do also want to say that, like, uh, we'll go more into a, a lot of how we felt as, as, you know, two women of color, but also I do want to say that this is something that kind of has never happened in, in a very, very, very long time, and, uh, it's not such a minor or a minute thing that happened, um, so basically, I'm quoting, a protest occurred <laughs> um, right after President Trump delivered a speech, like a, about, what, two hours after? Do you, do you know? Yeah, it erupted into insurrection and cacophony after he gave a speech that intentionally riled up people, right. questioning the legitimacy of the election and making, it to, making people to believe that democracy had failed them, their freedom had been called into question and ridiculed people felt like their rights were being stripped of them and this is these are buzz phrases that like i'm just saying because i've heard them so often in videos that i've seen that have honestly it's just it just puts everything so clearly 
in our faces. Like, I think we're just facing the realities of so much historical oppression and historical silencing of these groups, too, that, like, now they feel like Trump is their savior. So when Trump is leaving the office, they feel like their savior, the representative, is leaving, leaving. and they're being stripped of that power to be so overtly hateful to other people. Like, they put... Guys, guys, like, come on. Like, during the protests, they took a bunch of media media um, equipment and made it into a noose to replicate lynchings of that still occur today but occurred at much higher frequencies before the civil rights movement yeah so it's it's a mockery it's it makes a mockery of progress but it also at the same time is a reflection of all of the hatred that's pocketed today and now is coming out in our faces and we're when we say like I know a lot of people are saying stuff like this isn't who the country is. I could think even Joe Biden said like this isn't who we are. And I maybe he's, he means this isn't the ideals of what we should represent, but the reality is this is who we are because this is these people didn't come out of nowhere. Sure they were riled or rise to anger, aroused to anger by Donald Trump, but it was also th- due to Im- embedded bigotry within them already for years and years. Trump I mean it, was, it never it never left or it never resolved in itself. Like I also think like another event and the the uh I didn't even know cuz of course like when this all happened like you get fed a lot of like just cuz we live in a day and age where you get everything from media and I I remember like you just look every you're you're going through I know TikTok isn't a news source, but you go through TikTok, you go through Twitter, you go through, you go through a lot of the... the Instagram. Yeah, you go through them. a lot of the outlets that you, and by you, I mean our generation, trust more. <laughs> and you look at a lot of these things and um, it's such a shame that there isn't even a solid, or at least for a time being, there wasn't even a solid story of what was going on, who was doing what. Um, right. It, it felt like there was, again, like a, like a, not like a, a blanket covering, but like it kind of did a, in yeah. a way feel like that there was just like. Uh, the veil was unle- unleashed. Right. The gauntlet was, fell down and we realized. Right. We, like, I, I didn't also know the extent to which how much damage was done on Capitol Hill. Like, I didn't know the extent to how how many people were there like I didn't know how many people had attended the event until actually the the next day which is yesterday Yesterday. and today when I started to really see the full effect of what had happened and the source and origin of it how Donald Trump had um, mobilized all of these people in groups and then how a, a group of those people out of those people decided to charge into Capitol Hill and were completely unchecked completely unchecked they basically walked in like i mean it's so crazy because it's almost like they're escorted in at that point the way that it was looking yes like literally the doors just opened like i mean like i don't even know like how else to really like put it like you like you're piecing all the puzzles together and it's telling the same story of of at first having some type of riot outside and slowly but surely the the security just walking with these people up the stairs and then the next step is the security just somehow three, three allowing, flights of stairs three flights of stairs and then and then somehow the security just kind of allowing the 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 front doors to just open and just kind of 
they couldn't control the people. And no, it's but one I don't thing think that's to, fair, though. Like, I also don't think that's fair because what do you mean, like, they couldn't control? I think there was a choice in, in should we get involved or should we just stay to the side? Because... Yes, but also, literally, the the mayor of D.C. anticipated this happening because she was seeing the tweets, and she saw that it was going to be a threat to security, and she ordered the National Guard to get involved. But that order was struck down, and it was said that it wasn't necessary for that to happen. Whereas, if you look at the Black Lives Matter protests, like... They ordered the National Guard right away. The National Guard was all about the steps. And even if someone was to step even a foot towards the barrier, they would be, like, they would be embarrassed in front of everyone and brutalized. And, like, that is what I'm saying. Like, it's, like, I understand, like, the people, I know what you're saying in terms of, like, the people who are, like, right in front of the doors. Like, like, they didn't control, like, how many people, like, they had. I'm not saying that they're, like, I'm not saying that what was done was the same because I absolutely agree with like because you also were the one that told me that they just straight up just disconnected the call disconnected the request like there was no like communication there was no like there was no acknowledgement of whether like of the of the request that the mayor like put for the National Guard and I absolutely agree that when the Black Lives Matter protests and all that was happening there was a it was a lot more aggressive and it was a lot more it was a lot more like there was a lot more oppression when all that was happening was just a simple protest whereas this was a legit riot but I also think that in a lot of and also this isn't me like with any facts this is just from the things that I've seen which also may be false um but from the things that you see in the videos the the journals the journalists that have were able to capture anything whoever is there to secure the capitol building Let's say there was a, another example of maybe not white white people doing this. I do think there would be a different circumstance happening, whether there, oh, yeah, the National Guard was there or was saying. not there. You know, that's all yeah, I'm that's... trying to say. I'm not saying that like the National Guard didn't like come uh, for you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm actually just like emphasizing your point, saying that the reaction towards. Like, it's, it reeks of white privilege in right. every sense of the word. And I think it's just what, what was so obvious before and what people have been repeating over and over again, not only in situations of security, but also in every single facet of life, how white privilege allows cer- allows white people to do things that black people cannot do. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's just like, it's and it's almost this situation almost made a mockery out of everything because it's like how many times and how how many times does this nation have to repeat the same story for people to actually realize that it exists because there are still many people out there that thinks white privilege is just is white privilege is something that is just like oh like maybe getting seated at a restaurant sooner or something like that which is also a problem that I've even I've like faced myself but it's so much more than just just everyday encounters even though everyday encounters are also important like that's people's livelihoods but it also is a matter of life and death and we've seen that here like someone was killed like a woman was killed uh, like uh, like blood was spilled that day unchecked unaccounted for and it it's it it really is a mockery like I cannot say that enough because it just feels like 
when I was watching what was happening, it felt like a satire. Like, if I was to watch Saturday Night Live, that's what it would look like. Like, that's how they would make a parody of the fact that the white privilege exists by, like, oh, like, all these people, like, escorted into the building and, like, yeah. people literally making it up three flights of stairs and st- going literally into Nancy going Pelosi's office, office yeah. looking at, like, emails. high-security emails, yeah. like, stealing, looting from the Capitol building. Right, exactly. Putting their legs up. That's something that, like, none of us have ever imagined. Like, I... Can't I even conceive it. You can't even conceive it. It's never it. happened. Didn't you say it yourself? There's never been a Confederate, fl- confederate flag in the Capitol building until ever. two days ago, ever, even during the Civil War. Well, like, that never happened. Yeah, no, and, uh, like, they, the number that they say is, like, in two, like the in 200 years, the Confederate flag has never been in the Capitol building. And I think that, I, I don't want to put names, I do believe it was Nancy Pelosi that said this, but, um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, she basically said, like, not to use the word mockery, but she said that it's, it's basically, like, all the work that any, anyone put in, anyone put in the second that the confederate flag entered those doors it means nothing you know what i'm saying and i think i i i i I will acknowledge that like me saying this i know like chanaza's prop i know where her head's at right now and she's like well that's how we've all been feeling this isn't anything new that you're saying and i will say that i i also acknowledge that like when you see these type of things happening like again and again I don't get their frustration because I'm not in your shoes, but I get why you say certain things that you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when I asked to, like, like, let's do this, let's do this pod. And then, you know, like, she sent me a voice memo. Like, I feel like she was so, like, not, like, up for typing out a long message. Like, she sent me a voice memo and she's like, like, I just don't want to give this as much, like, like, attention because I'm not even shocked that this happened. And, like... Like, I just want to say that, like, yeah, like, I'm a person of color, but obviously, like, we have different struggles. We don't have the same mm. struggles, and I, I 100% acknowledge that, and I, I want to say that, like, I will say that, like, this, of this another, another event, something like this that happened, I, I, I do want to also, like, kind of just touch on how numb everyone was when it was all to happening. what had happened. Because to me, like, even when I'm having this conversation with you, like, like yes i understand the 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 magnitude of what happened but we but i also like wasn't like i was just like okay like on to the next like okay like now i need to go study what's like, next what's next what, yeah. what's next with my life um but and i think a lot of my friends didn't even acknowledge the magnitude is i think that's where the problem is like I think a lot of people just kind of were, like, all, like, sliding through, like, going through Twitter. They're like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that happened. But, like, whoever's listening, do you, like, understand, like, what just happened? I think that's why. And what it means for our country. And the fact that this is, like, this is, people have, the media has been obviously condemning it. But still, the, the fact that this is able to happen unchecked. Like, I'm saying unchecked because although, like, we're condemning it, like, those words aren't enough. Like yeah, it's still because those people, those people who are out there anticipate condemnation, but that doesn't mean they're gonna stop doing what they're doing. Yeah, like there's a girl from Harvard who was there at the protest, and she was posting um, videos, having been there. No fear that there were gonna be any repercussions. And of course, like I always say, like I'd rather see the darkness. Like I'd rather see like what people are truly thinking. But also like the fact that there's 
no like there's no fear or hesitation whatsoever like there's enough support there's enough mobilization of hatred for it to be a valid position like it's one there's it's one thing to be an extra extremist group but now it feels like this is like we're creating two sides and this is one of the sides rather than it being like oh this is an extremist group that that thinks one thing it's legitimizing into like a larger and larger group of people that feels like this is an actual valid side to be on in the united states and it's not it's not a valid position it's to so, have. It's so backwards. And I mean, of course, a lot of things that happen in this country it is backward. But I feel like this specifically is so backwards because I feel like anything that, like, I study, like, like a lot of the things that, like, I bring up or, like, maybe even, like, talk, like use any, like, basic knowledge that I have, which Shanaza is the two classes that I took in high school, like, one was AP Gov taught by Martyrone and two was Ms. Huntley. And, like, I feel like those, uh, she taught a push, those two, like, classes, like, for me, like, I really did take a lot from those courses, and I learned a lot, and I, like, established, like, what was important in history, and what, like, really, really radicalized a lot of, like, you know, things, and, um, then seeing this, I'm, like, wait, what did I, like, so basically what I learned in history is kind of useless, like, why do we even need to learn that, at, learn this at this point, because, there was no real change, you know what I'm saying, and I'm, uh, well, you definitely know what I'm saying, but, like, I guess that's, yeah. like, how I feel, is, like, like, I, I knew think... there were problems, but now, like, I'm just, like, wow, like, I'm realizing even more, like, yeah, and I think we're also, I think I saw a meme that said me, like, sitting in my, 15 years later, sitting in my son's history class, making sure that the teacher's teaching the, the history of what happened, right? right, because I think now, as we're getting, becoming an adult, especially in such a political, politically turbulent time, and in such a, a time of a lot of social movement, I think we're starting to realize how history has a power to socialize us, to believe certain things, like, History has definitely played a role in socializing me to believe that um, racial justice, we've kind of overcome it to a certain degree, or we've overcome a lot of the inequalities that weren't necessarily overcome, but we kind of just moved on, and we're ho- was hoping that a lot of this stuff would get better by itself without active anti-racism work, or like active active people working on the ground, making sure that we're getting more equity in terms of like academic res- education resources and healthcare resources and all of those public goods and accesses in the United States, like structurally making sure that those things are being more advanced for different marginalized groups. Instead, I feel like it was more kind of a hands-off approach. Like people aren't as outwardly racist anymore. We have certain laws in place and that's enough. And I think now we're starting to realize that that history that was taught to us that like, oh, now we're good. Um, They call it actually... um. There's, like, a declensionist history, which is, like, where it ends saying, like, things are now bad. And then I forgot the other one, honestly. Ascensionist history, I think, where it's saying, like, oh, things are good. And I think that, like, a lot of our history books ended on that positive note, like, oh, things are now great. Like, everything has... And they all look happily ever after. Yeah. That's kind of how we, like, left things. Like, we have this perfect democracy and everything is working as it should. And now we're seeing that that democracy isn't so perfect and that there are flaws in the system such that President Trump could have been elected in the first place in 2016. Right. And then as he's been in office, we've continu- continuously seen the things he said being, we become numb to it and it's becoming 
more valid because of the fact that we were so numb, so to, numb it, to it that we're no longer no reacting in the way we should right and anymore. there's no consequence to what the leader of the the country is saying if there's no consequence to what he's saying then maybe he has some validity in what he's saying not, exactly not, by the way i'm not, we're saying, not saying that, that so don't take it out of context <laughs> but that is what's happening right like when what we will never do is not be real with you guys and like that's what is happening in this country it's becoming more valid and like we're saying because it's more valid there are more people who are mobilized to that side and it's tearing the country apart i it think really it's i think it's tearing also the country apart. i think it was also like um not interesting but i think it's so important to go back to the point that you said because i didn't even realize and i'm so glad that we're like we are having this conversation of like yeah like the the things that you read in the history books like that's not yes like that's the history that has been decided to be written down and passed down to like generations on but it's not a happy, happily ever after. And I'm not saying that I, I, I learned a, a specific unit or, like, after the Civil War, I'm just like, yeah, like, everything's great. Of course I didn't, like, uh, come to that conclusion. But I didn't understand the severity. Like, I'll be really, like, I mean, obviously, like, I, I underst- I'm understanding it these past couple of years. But, like, pre-2018, I, 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 I can put that on myself. And I think that's growth. I think everyone should look at themselves, like, before 2018, I don't think I really understood the severity. I don't really and think... And that, that's everyone. It's This is a time of, like, racial reckoning, like, social reckoning. We're reckoning with a lot of things that we never dealt with. Like, I feel like we... And this is... Inc- I'm a history concentration, concentrator, and I still am guilty of this, too. Like, we didn't think about history as continuous and how we are... Right. We're only products of that history that we left behind. Yeah. Rather, we saw it as history having an end point it ended there and now we're living a different a lifestyle time period, completely but that's not how it works it. right and it's just not how it works at all right yeah so just reckoning with that has just been that's i feel like that has been in its own uh, so much mental work has happened in doing that throughout the country and i hope and the biggest fear that i have is that we are getting numb to all of all of the hate that we've been seeing we've started to accept it as just a valid other half of the side when really this is a time of bipartisan bipartisan alliance and agreement that racial justice needs to be a, a priority in this country I- equality needs to be a priority in this country those aren't those aren't political issues that's that's Do a you human see rights that issue happening um I think that with the shifts in politics that we're about to talk about now, I think it's more likely going to happen because I, although this topic has seemed very grim, I actually I think I have a pretty optimistic view when I look at politics because in periods of social change, like especially in periods when you see the dark, the light is usually right on the like right, right on its tail about to happen right. too like like we said even this even applies in larger situations like right when you're about to quit right when it's the toughest is when the breakthrough is about to happen about and to i think happen. that's what's happening in this country like right. we were never going to get to racial justice without having a lot of pushback first and at least we see where the darkness is at least we see where the hate is stored and now that that hate is exposed we can now attack it with light and love and changes that will positively affect quite frankly everyone in this country not only black people not only people of color are going to be possibly are going to be possibly affected by in, increased inclusion and and um like political justice in this country everyone is going to benefit from that which is an entirely different conversation but i just think that 
we're right there. Like right. this is this is the moment of change for the bet for the best. Like just like in the nineteen seventies with like anti war movements. Like this right when you see the other the other side of things, there this is the perfect moment for change in so many different areas and we're seeing that. Like although there's been a lot of negatives of this time, we've also seen the youth become so much more involved in politics because so I wasn't yeah, I wasn't really that involved in politics. I know like you weren't either. Like we were more yeah. focused on okay, education Literally up school. until my AP class. Like up until I needed yeah. to needed to get involved. I think that's something that like but you learn you learn from that because I definitely think that like all our children I and mean, we said this in a previous podcast too that like politics should always be a dinner table talk and I think that's something exactly. that like I will always like remain true to I think that that's like one of the main like mistakes I think many 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 generations have have done that's such a taboo thing to talk about oh like oh I'm not political I'm not yeah. a political person we're all political creatures and we're you should be having those creatures. conversations to get those perspectives you know like I yes. never shut down well now I do <laughs> but before I'm the sorry. election <laughs> Shivani did you post if you're a Trump supporter you can unfollow me right now yeah but I did that at the pinnacle like I, I'll be yeah. honest like before before the election like I was very open like in the summer I was yeah. like you know what like let let me like I want to know why like I just want to know why like what are, what's your perspective and like I've had a few friends that like we've had a conversation and I'll be honest my friends have voted for Biden because they understood my per- perspective and I understood where they were coming yeah, from to be honest and I, <laughs> at this point yeah, yeah come like, on now they were like oh yeah like I like because I mean, like, not to go back to this man, but obviously, like, this wasn't even about politics. This was about just morals. And I think that, like, a lot of a lot of people that were blindly just following a party failed to recognize what was really going on because uh, they were just choosing party. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's a lot of people that just, oh, like, I'm a Democratic, so I'm just going to do Democratic down Democrat the line. Without looking right. at the policies. And so I think or... a lot of, like, Republicans kind of just did that. And um, I-, I also saw that, like these past couple of months I've been seeing a lot more just Republicans saying hold up like this isn't what our party is even about <laughs> like this yeah and it. I will say like big respect to Mitt Romney for Absolutely. being one of the first Republicans to actually like outwardly since like 2016 has been outwardly like denouncing Trump's actions Absolutely. from the start even when it wasn't a politically strong yeah. move like I may not agree with everything he says but I think it's so important for there to be politicians that are more concerned about the morals of things and what is right than concerned about how it's going to go over with their constituents and their supporters I think that that kind of integrity like doing what you say you're going to do and standing by your morals versus being overly concerned with votes is what we need for people to stay involved on the issues because I'm not contesting democracy. Like, I think that although there are so many issues with democracy, democracy has worked longer than any other form of government, and I've seen problems that have happened when there isn't good government in certain countries. So, and that's not completely the fault of those countries, but that's a different that's conversation a different as well. Podcast exactly. Like too. I feel like I make a million concessions because like I can imagine how people can say things about every single sentence I say, but like believe me, like I do understand and I just think that we need more people. Like Shivani said this is like a, a moral thing and it's a shame that like we have to be making a moral vote instead of a vote on issues. Like we have to be like this person ob- is objectively like amoral to this entire society and that's why we need to vote him out but unfortunately unfortunately that was what this election was but still people were still I feel like a lot more people that we can credit were just voting because he was Republican and I'm really hoping that that's the case because if there are people 
more people than I think that are actually voting for Trump because of Trump and what he stands for, then that is very discouraging. But I hope that wasn't right. Because I mean, and again, this is another podcast which I don't even know if we are interested in doing. Because at this point, like, we just not that we want to move on. Because it's all, of course, it's important to to uh, revisit event events that happen and see what went wrong and how like everyone how society reacted. But I also don't think that that this man deserves another podcast. However... <laughs> yeah, this man doesn't deserve our time and energy, but unfortunately we have to address it right. over and over again. And, and and the reason why is because, like, I think it's just so... I think it's... It, I'll say, like, I enjoy these fruitful conversations with my friend, like, Chanaz, and I... I Anytime that we can, like, hopefully get a guest that is even more knowledgeable, like, I will always welcome that with open arms because it's so important, again, to have these conversations, no matter how tiring and exhausting they are. I mean, like, I'll be honest, like, I'm tired from just talking about this. I wonder, like, you know, like, we're all tired. Like, it, it's because we repeat ourselves so many times, and I'm sure, like, the amount of events that happen, like, it's going to be the same thing. But it's also important, especially for two women of color to that create content, I think it's important that we put address our, it. yeah, we address it and we put our perspectives out there, um, as well, because if anything, it's they so, matter. Yeah, they, they matter. matter. If anything, this is the time that we have to make sure that our voices are heard, even if it's only the 30 people that are listening to us. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we definitely need to continue having these conversations, and it's just so, I think that this Trump presidency hopefully is going to change this nation for the better because I truly believe that out of great strife and out of great tests and tribulation comes the best reward. Like, diamonds are made under pressure. And I hate to use that analogy for the country, but it's true. Like, these problems existed before Trump was a pres- like the president. Yeah. Like, these people had enabled. these ignorant yeah. mindsets before yep. Trump was the president. But Trump was able to expose them so that we can see what we're up against and we can fight fight with our voices and fight with mobilizing people and educating people to make a change, actually, that will internally change our country. And I feel like, like Shivani says, a lot of actions have consequences, and I feel like we are going to see the fruit and like the positive effects of all of this suffering in the years to come. Like We will see why all of this fighting 10. was worth it. <laughs> approximately 10 years <laughs> yeah we'll but, see why it's worth it yeah. and honestly it's it's already paying off like take look at georgia right now like look at like look at what stacy abrams was able to do like stacy abrams did not win her election but i like I, I was talking to shivani about this and i truly do believe that losing the election that election for her was all may, might have been even better for her because now, out of that loss, she's created so much change and turned Georgia around so much that people credit that to her and look at her for guidance and leadership even more than I feel like they would have if she had just been elected. Like, she is an activist and not just a politician, and I think that really resonates with people. And I think she'll always be a voice for uh, for years to come, and I think that, again, like Chinaza said, she's she'll always be a figure that that's not she's not going anywhere you know like she'll always have an opinion i think she's not scared of you know speaking up which is really important especially now um yeah but my boy john also won like we have to spend at least like two minutes talking about my boy john like you did refer to him in our past podcast um 
Mr. Vice, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. So kudos to <laughs> you, Shivani. Yeah, no, I'm so proud of him. Like, I just really love him. I mean, yes, it's a little selfish because I don't really, like, know a lot about what he was talking about before. And then the New Year's happened, and then I was like, yeah, like, maybe I should get educated and see, like, what he's really all about. And I just fell in love with this man. Like, he's such a wholesome man. I mean, of course, like, all, what he like what he really wants to do and, like, all the policies that he wants to do, that's all great. And I think a lot of politicians, like, that's, like, their main thing that they want to do. And I, like, support support all that. But I think that above all that, I think, at least from what I have seen in the eight days, <laughs> he just seems like such a, um, a wholesome and wanting to young. get stuff young. <laughs> And wanting to get stuff done, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he just, he's ready. Like, you can tell in his face. He kind of reminds me a little bit of AOC. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying just like AOC, because, you know, she's, she's queen. But, like, he gives me yeah, those type of vibes her. where he's just ready to get things done. Like, he's, he's not here t- for anything, like, crazy. He's just, he just wants to get in. He wants to just get things done. Make and change. Make change. And also, um... The Jewish community is lit right now. I'm so for happy real. for them, too. <laughs> I've been seeing Jewish Instagram and Twitter pop off in the yes, recent days. I'm happy for I'm you so guys. I'm so happy for that. Yes. Yeah, like, one of my sorority sisters is Jewish, and I have been going through all of her Instagram stories <laughs> about John. She was like, she's making, he's making all the aunties jealous. He's raising the bar. And I'm like, as he should. He is raising the bar. And like, he's married to a doctor, an OBGYN. I know, I know. Like, Shibani, wait, I didn't even know he was married, so that was a shock to me. Oh, personally. my God. But it's okay. No, it's you, fine. You already know, like, I stalked. Because after, I told Chanaza in that other podcast that she referred to, like, I told her, like, he's a good, like, he is a good-looking man. And and she was like okay go away (laughs) but but the more you like bro like I'm in love with him and I don't know if it's just his physical like like features I think it's just the package like he is a package deal like he is so perfect at least from the outsider perspective of course you know we don't know what's going on but yeah but the implications of him being elected and Raphael Warnock who was the other Democrat who was elected onto the Senate, that makes it so that the Democrats are now the majority and Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is now the minority leader, which is a yes, very, sir. very big deal. Because Mitch McConnell has done a lot of damage, in my opinion, to the democracy that we see. He's enabled a lot of Trump, like what Trump has stood for, and backed it up and reinforced it, even when it's anti-democracy. And that's the thing I have a problem with. Because like I will always say, like everyone is entitled to their opinion, even if I don't agree with it. Like everyone is entitled to that opinion. But don't let that opinion affect the way that you like how the institution is built up. Like right. we have a constitution and it's in place to make sure that people don't take advantage of different departments of the government. Right. And he has violated it. Like, it, like, it's anti-democratic. Like, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, what he did with the Supreme Court is wrong. Like, he should not have been Absolutely. able... Absolutely. Like, they packed the court. Yeah. That's called... It's court packing. Mm-hmm. They packed the court, and when um, Barack Obama was going to appoint someone to the court, he said no. it was too close to the election right. in order to do that. But, lo and behold, when Trump, a few days yep. before the election, we're rushing in another Supreme Court justice. Yeah. And I'm just like, that... Like, you can't set a president and then override it the next year just because it's a Republican and not a Democrat. That is wrong. Yes, set set one precedent and follow it 
follow it through. I definitely agree. Exactly. Definitely so you made that, that decision back then, then you fo- you stay but abide by that decision right. now. You're not allowed to flip back and forth because now you're making it partisan. Like you can't manipulate democratic institutions into being partisan in one way or another like that's not how it works like and i think that that is something that this time it's become a gray area when it should not be a gray area like oh if i'm democrat i can kind of pervert things and change it up that's called corruption that's called corruption yeah (laughs) i know it's called corruption it's not called (laughs) being partisan no yeah absolutely it's definitely called corruption and i'm also mad about the stimulus package like I was supposed to be getting two thousand, and now I'm getting six hundred. And and I'm not even the I'm not even the person who needs it the most. Like a lot, like a lot of people need it a lot more than I do, and they were deprived of it. People are out of jobs. Yeah. And it's an actual big issue. And the government was originally suggested two thousand, and it was struck down to six hundred. For what? We are in a global pandemic. This is when people need it the most. And especially especially those that are dependents, like you know, because. Like, stimulus, stimulus checks, like, they, like, they go to our parents, like, all our parents, I'm sure, like, everyone, like, that are filing taxes, they get one, but with dependents, um, it's especially important because, like, like Shanaza said, like, for the most part, we're working, like, retail jobs, like, m- minimum wage or close to minimum wage, just to, just to get, just to have food, or, like, just to pay your tuition bill, which, mind you, mm. we still all are paying our tuition bills in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Home, which even is ridiculous. At, even at home, the same price. Which is absolutely ridiculous that we're paying the same right. amount. Right. That's happening. So it's just, it just doesn't really, like, you know, I agree, like, that also just doesn't make sense. It just, the, it's just another thing that kind of, makes you feel unheard and it makes you feel like there's no there's no uh care for the citizens and like that goes back to the whole like I always say this like every like couple days to Chanaza I'm just like bro like I'm so embarrassed to be an American right now (laughs) like I just it's making yeah this the United States is losing its reputation and I'm not necessarily sure maybe that's that's going to help the the rest of the world like especially developing countries make a name for themselves and kind of even the playing field because there honestly should be no superpower country which is yeah, another true. conversation like there shouldn't be uh american like the american dream is a lie like Absolutely. it's not it's a lie that to some degree there's truth in it like of course like i'm not saying my, my parents are completely justified in coming to this country and i would not tell them to change that decision like i'd rather be living in the united states unfortunately than nigeria because there is more equality here it is there is a stronger democracy there is more more means for social mo- mobility economic mobility here than in nigeria so i'm not like i'm not saying I'm, i realize the privilege i have even as a citizen, like, looking from a global mindset, even though I'm a black woman in America, I still see the privilege I have living in the United States versus living in Nigeria. Because I will like to establish that there is a world order here, too. And, like, even in the United States, as a country, we are privileged compared to a lot of Absolutely. developing countries. That we're, we're one and of I feel the like most that's not privileged. said enough because we live in a bubble where we all yeah, live in the United absolutely. States. And we should critique and change it and fine-tune it to be the absolutely. best United States it should be. But that's not without saying how the United States also oppresses other countries as well. Because we never talk about that. Absolutely. And we that's never an, do. A, another level that's of privilege l- that we have yeah. that we don't even discuss. And that's a podcast in itself. Like, this is actually one of the most passionate. Like, this is one topic that I'm really, like... Like passionate about it that I'm so passionate glad that you about. talk about. Well, because, because I know that she feels this way because she is doing a lot of work in Nigeria and I'm from India and like, um, at least 
actually both of our pre-professional like careers that we've chosen they both kind of require they don't really require but like you just tend to look a lot on the outside you look outside of the country a lot and um like for me like I'm pre-med and so for me like I I like to know like what's really going outside I want to know like like anthropology like medical anthropology is really important to see like what's really important right and to see what's really going on and how how society reacts and how different societies react to the same disease or the same outbreak or in this case the same pandemic it's really important to understand that I think as a as a health professional and just to briefly like even like health infrastructure like it's just so important like she's right it's so important to recognize privilege because as much as we want to complain about health insurance in the United States or like the fact that we have to pay we get like a like thousands thousands of dollars uh in one bill that you have to end up paying after treatment like yes it's such a shame and we should always work towards reform there's also a lot of countries third world countries that don't even have the infrastructure to receive um proper insurance does not exist because there's not enough trust in the government yeah for it to forget exist. about insurance though there's like there's just no like there's no there, there aren't resources enough hands. the resources aren't even there the resources aren't there so it doesn't even matter about insurance like there's not enough hands there's not enough tools there's not enough to yeah and help. even if there was enough they wouldn't do it unless you have the money which right is just it's just there's just there's a whole world outside and i feel like social media enables us because like I, there's a i believe that in such a thing as moral obligation like as you see problems in your community you have an obligation as a, a human being to also impact the world around you and make lives everyone else's lives better i know not everyone agrees with that but that's kind of my moral compass speaking but i feel like as social media expands our view our like our world view like the amount of the life that we see we're also more obligated to change what we see farther reaching because we can see it like before we couldn't see those things but now we can right and because we can see those hardships we're compelled to act towards them too yeah like and i think that this is a moment it's just a moment like this is taking a whole turn in conversation but it all just goes back to like how much are we going to politicize human rights like is that something that we're going to keep doing in this country because it's quite it's a shame it's a real shame shame. because partisanship is one thing believing what you believe is one thing about you know how the economy should be whether it should be slow slow moving or fast moving whether it should be um like certain healthcare conversations or like even certain like there are a lot of hot button topics that we could talk about that are all controversial because they're political but then there's a thing about human rights and like how people are being treated like and people being able to have resources, those aren't political conversations. Those are human rights conversations. Right. And I feel like conflating the two is so dangerous, and that's what we've been doing, and that's what I've been witnessing on the news every day, like calling to question people's right to exist, calling, calling to question people's ability to have free will in certain situations to make certain decisions. And it's just like those things are not political decisions. And, and, those, and it should never them. be up for it, and it should dangerous. never be it should never be up for question and i i agree with you i think that maybe maybe the the not the next conversation but the next many of the conversations need to be okay like where have we where have we as a country where have we ended up and how do we get back to what 
the constitution has stated you know like the, the ideal we the people how do we strive for that <laughs> ideal again we the people was never... what does the people mean i think that's so important like uh, that is we that the is people so like right, what Shivani. is the people thank you that, that was is probably so the most point. woke thing that i said in this podcast <laughs> no that was on point and this is what i'll end what i'm saying like and yes try to round out the conversation by saying is that when you when people think about rights and when you think about what you're entitled to as an individual and when you think of we, do you, are you talking about just people who look like you? Or right. Are you talking about we. a collective? Right. We. Are you thinking when you say that something like a certain decision in politics should be executed or not? Are you thinking about only yourself? Or are like you thinking me about everybody? Or we. Exactly. Are you thinking about the people in general? Right. Because if you if you're making all of these decisions selfishly and narrow mindedly without looking at other people's perspectives, which is another reason why it's so important to have political conversations. Um, then you need to rethink that and you need to broaden your worldview and step outside of yourself and think about the people who are hurting the most in your society because I also believe that a society is, as, is only as good as, as its worst parts. That is yeah. where I'm going to end it, period. period. The society is only as good as the most oppressed people. A society, the way it treats its people is only as good as how it treats its worst people. So... Let's not do that selective advancement stuff because if we rise together, we rise together. If we're falling together, we fall together. And that's the United States that I think we're living in. And we're seeing how we're falling in every regard because we're failing to treat we're people properly. We're all falling. Properly. I think that's like a we're perfect... We're all falling. That's a perfect place to put it. And I mean, I think like even even just the way that we're all like coming from people of color, coming from even... People like white people like you've heard so many per- i i'm sure i would hope that this week I, even though this pod is not being released this week but four or five weeks ago i'm sure so many people have spoken up and so many perspectives have been thrown left and right and i think it's really important to recognize that right now we are all falling right now we're all kind of spiraling we're all questioning and it's good to question but i think it's it's it, like shanaza said it's it's we as a collective need to bring ourselves back up. And if we have to build a foundation, rebuild the foundation. Because, From scratch. Because honestly, in all reality, I don't think there was even a proper foundation to begin with. To begin with, period. So let's rebuild the foundation. Let's rebuild it, but let's not run away from the problem. No. And let's not give and not up ign- hope. Let's not ignore the problems either. The rubble yeah. will stay, but we can pour better cement. You know what I'm saying? Period. <laughs> and with that, guys... Let us know what you think about our thoughts and, of course, push back if you want to push back, but push back with the five stars, of course. You know, we're, <laughs> we're still trying to make it in this podcast world, so, you Capitalism, know, we, you know? <laughs> we receive every single piece of criticism that you have to give us as long as there's a five star attached to it. And we will address every sing- single thing that we hear because we love you guys. And no matter what your opinions are. We love you. And we love conversations, love so never shy exactly. from it. Never shy from exactly. it. Exactly. All right. And, and as- oh, I actually have to sing a song because yes. I did it. Yes, yes, um, okay. Maybe I'll sing, like, We Are the Champions. I don't know I'm, if that came okay. to my head. Okay. Because we're, maybe we're not champions yet, but we will be. We will like, be. I believe we're victorious. We're victorious and we'll always be victorious as long as we keep up the hope. So this one goes out to all my fans. <laughs> Oh, I don't have an all my fans, by the way. I don't. Um, but we are the champions, my friends. Do, do. And we'll keep on fighting 
till the end. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> we are the champions. We are the champions. And somebody's the losers, but I don't really know the rest. <laughs> I don't know the specifics of it. But it's yeah, okay. we're champions, and we're going to keep fighting until we win, like right. Shavante said. Oh, and re- guys, remember to listen to Call Me Whenever free on Spotify as well. For those that like Spotify over Apple, you know, there's but two even options. Even people who don't like Spotify over Apple. Spotify is still great <laughs> <laughs> yeah try it I, I i highly recommend it and you can type up our podcast and exactly get a feel for it and as always call, call us you whenever, whenever.